Welcome to the Loud Whisper Reignite Your Voice podcast. I am your host, Isabel Drawn, and I'm very excited that you're here with us today. Today's episode, you will get stories and tools to transform, empower, and change your life for the better. We talk to guests in different parts of their journey, discussing their ups and downs and struggles and obstacles and overcoming adversity. You are now entering a safe community where women can share their stories openly and honestly about mindset, health, confidence, trauma, healing, spirituality, and so much more. So you can have a deeper connection with your inner self and start thriving instead of just surviving. And today I am talking to you tell them come by. I am so excited that you're here with us. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm going to dive right in and Qtel is a sought-after speaker, coach, a faith-based trainer dedicated to empower and impact women to heal their body, soul, and spirit, and to create a life they love. She's known as the Queen Activator, a visionary leader in women empowerment, helping women heal and create a fabulous life after childhood sexual abuse. Her goal in life is to help women survivors across Canada and all over the world normalize the conversation to heal untreated trauma by providing a safe platform for women to share their stories, gain the confidence to address and the courage to heal. I am very excited that you're here with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited. Yes. Yes. I think a lot of women with this podcast will really, really, really resonate with you. And, um, as you and I discussed, you know, this podcast is about women sharing their stories. It's about healing, finding confidence, self-worth, finding who they are. Normally, because we are who we are because of our life experiences. And if Absolutely. we do not confront our life experiences, we won't be able to live an authentic life. It's like I tell a lot of women, don't let your past define you. That's not your identity, but believe that it's a part of your story that you should use to empower you Absolutely. to be to move on and become a better version. So Q, thank you so much for joining us. The first thing that I'll ask you, if you can briefly just tell us what is your story. We want to hear more about you. I was born and raised in Nassau, Bahamas. Mm-hmm. My story basically was that I was uh, molested from I was seven and raped up to 16 by my stepfather. At that tender age, I was uh, aware of what was happening only due to my primary school teacher, um, you know, giving us, I don't think it was a part of the lesson, but you just know when people have, something to share with children so it was just like she was just letting us know you know about safe touches and I basically went home when I shared with my mom at the time that you know my teacher shared about us not being touched in certain places and this is happening to me uh needless to say nothing really happened out of that conversation other than I guess you know them arguing about it but nothing was done and so because nothing was done and I wasn't protected or secured or taken out of that environment uh, escalated from molestation to rape Mm. after you know or in between that time of me not getting the support I 
thought I would have gotten from my my mother, I decided to share my story with everybody who I saw with an air. Like I would share with my aunts, my cousins, my uncle, my grandmothers, you know, and actually no one did anything. I went as far as going to church and telling my pastor and that nothing happened. I went to school, told my guidance counselors and they brought them in, but nothing happened. So I left feeling very defeated feeling worthless, feeling ugly, having to fight with a lot of effects because of it, even, you know, suicidal uh, thoughts and attempts, Mm -hmm. eating disorders, a whole lot of things that happens when, you know, you're looking for validation, especially as a child. Yeah. Do not know, you know, when you don't get that support, where to turn. And if, if you turn everywhere you possibly think that you could, and you still have no help, then, you know, you feel like a lost cause. Mm-hmm. And what, what do you think is the reason why people did not believe? Is it the cultural, the reason why they did not believe, uh, people didn't believe what you were saying? Was it a culture base? Or is it just like for women? I know growing up culturally, normally when you, depending on where you're from, right? When you speak up as a child, this person touched me, this person raped me. People are like, no, there's no way that grown up did that to you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. was it a cultural thing? I think it's twofold from, from my situation. One, in those days, in the 80s, that was unheard of, like mm-hmm. talking about that kind of thing. It was taboo. It's still Mm -hmm. taboo. It's still sort of taboo. It's still taboo now, but imagine back then. Mm -hmm. It was not something that was discussed. As a matter of fact, I've never heard someone publicly spoke out on not only being raped, but even talking about awareness at that time, any awareness or prevention at that time. Mm -hmm. And so one, yes, in the, particularly in the Black community, I I cannot speak for the other communities because I have right. of in ours, but particularly in our community, you know, we, everything is hush hush. And we have this saying, what is done in this home stays in this home. Stays in the home. Yeah. What happens at home stays at home. Don't tell the neighbors or anybody what is going on in this household. Exactly. And um, with that culture, we tend to just throw everything under the rug and not deal with it. Mm -hmm. But it's one thing to not let um, others know, but it's something when you're in a home and you don't want to discuss it at all. So for one, that was one, uh, I think, was part of it. The other part of it was my mother was a young mother. She had me when she was about 16 years old. And coming from not so much of a wealthy background, um, she found someone who was, I would consider when I look back over my life, Mm -hmm. was someone who is more on a higher status quo than her. So it was more or less like I'm, I'm and mind you, she was a hard worker. So she still, I feel like she would have still accomplished those goals, but being young and also, and obviously having a mate is easier when you're trying to achieve things. I think for her, it was more or less like, you know, I'm still a young mother and I want to have the best for my child. I'm going to have to deal with this or you can have to, she didn't tell us to me, but this me looking back at it, it's like, you're going to have to deal with this because this is the only way I'm going to be able to give you the kind of life that I, I dream of having for you. So this is what, this is what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. uh, looking back. Right. Hindsight, looking back because of the situation that she was in. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you tell me about a pivotal moment in your life that made the most impact on your life and what initiated the change for you to start this healing process? 
<sighs> I would never forget this. This was um, in 2014 mm-hmm. before I became a an adult. And after sharing my story for so long and having no one pay attention or to support me, I became silent. Like I became numb to it and I just became silent. And after my mom died in 2010, in 2014, I think it was a buildup from the time she died. But nevertheless, 2014 was when something rose up in me. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay silent anymore. I am going to rise up. I'm going to begin to share my story. And when I made that decision, honey, I went on Facebook. I didn't do like this dramatic post, like a live or anything. I just decided to create what I, um, a group, but it's actually a page called the Princess Maker Movement at that time. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I was, you know, sharing my story, didn't say who it was at the time. All I was doing was sharing about my childhood um, of being, my childhood abuse of being uh, molested and what that meant for me, what that journey was like and how it affected me then. And I would share and I would share. And I think even without saying who it was at the time, that did something to me. And to hear other people come, they didn't post on, they didn't um, comment on my post, but they would come in my inbox and they would say, listen, you know, what your testimony is doing for me. This is, you know, amazing. This happened to me and I've never shared it. So having you share your testimony and you giving us, you know, these things, and that did something to me and that changed my thought about healing. I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, because pr- prior to that, I actually really didn't. I think we're always healing, even though we make, even if we don't know it. Yeah. Even I, I totally agree with you. I think even if we don't know it, because I was thinking to myself the other day about my life yes. and wondering, I, I always say it's the grace of God that got me here. But I'm thinking during that time, I'm like, I don't even remember if I was in tune, like this is the grace of God. But then now you saying that, but something came to my spirit and say, you had faith, even if, even when you didn't know what it was called, even when you didn't know that it was called faith. So I'm thinking, oh my goodness, at that age, at 19 with a baby, how did I even have the courage or the strength to even be here today? So yes. go ahead. I totally understand what you're saying. For you, it was healing. For me, it's like the grace and the faith. And yes, and God spoke to me and said, you've always had faith. You just didn't. Always. Know. It was always there. Yeah. So I feel like we're always healing just for the fact that at seven, seven, eight years old, for me to stand up and tell my mom, even though I was coiled and groomed by him to tell not to tell my mother or anybody else but me at that tender age to still build the courage to say something and not just say it to my mom because after I realized that she wasn't and she was my everything you know and mm-hmm. so for her not to do anything I still went and told everyone else so I think that every time I I opened my mouth and every time I shared my story even though I then for me it wasn't a story it was like you know dramatically this is helping me help me that was a cry for help every time I did that I was I was cutting down the layers of the pain and the brokenness and did not know and so when I did that page and I was sharing 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 and people was coming in that is what 
changed like for me, you know, and that's, it, it, it actually impacted my life to see that, you know, even through my hurt and my pain and my brokenness, for me to express that is helping other people mm-hmm. to not only be encouraged to share their own truth, but for them to start their own healing journey. Yeah, because our experiences are really not for us, they're for other people. Absolutely. And each time, kudos to you, each time a woman stands up and shares her story, because it takes a lot of courage to do that. But each time a woman does that, she empowers another woman to either get out of a situation, find the courage to stand up, or just make some form of change. So that's why it's important for us to really share our stories and not just for everybody else, but for ourselves and to Absolutely. relieve yourself from that pain, the anger, and just to free yourself. I always say my biggest goal in life is having peace, joy, and freedom. That's yes. what I call success to me. Beautiful. So photos, yeah. Now, did you have a time where I would say um, you wanted to give up? And if so, what got you over the hump? Because I know as you're telling your stories, People are not believing. And you know, there are times that, like you say, there are times you're just like, forget it. But what helped you get over the hump and continue being? What, one thing I would want to say that got me through, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not being religious at all, but my mother was brought up in the church. And that was something, even as a young girl, having me at a very young age, I remember her telling me stories of where the church folks had, you know, really ridiculed her for having me or being pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. And someone was bold enough to tell her to get rid of me. But one thing I, I am grateful for that is that she stuck, she stuck in there and she brought me up in church. And because I had that Christian foundation is what really helped me. Now, mind you, it was a, a lot of confusion too because my mother and my stepfather was in the church, always working in the church, always busy in the church, doing things in the church, I watching them, you know, hallelujah and praising the Lord. And here it is, I was a child being molested by him and no one was doing nothing. So I was, as a child, I, was a lot of con- I had a lot of confusion as well about this God who I was taught to love and serve. He wasn't helping me in my childlike mind. Um, but when I became a teenager and I really realized that, you know, this father that loves us so much, he gave us free will. And so although he can stop us, mm-hmm. he allow us to choose what are we going to do. And that is when I realized that this is not God's fault. This is his own intentional mm-hmm. behavior to do what he has done to me. And so for me, it was because of that foundation and that love for God and that uh, and him showing him showing me that in spite of all that I went through, I'm still with you. Yes. I love you, and I will never ever leave you nor forsake you. Yes, and that just kept you going. Yeah, yes, keep yeah. going. The animation, Dory uh, Nemo, is she says, "Say keep on swimming, keep on so swimming." That's, that's something. That's something that resonated with me when it first mm. came out, and I first watch it with my kids mm-hmm. and that was something that resonated with me just keep on swimming and I can remember swimming. in my not so much teenage years but a little younger than that I could remember just crying in the bed at night because I'm thinking you know woe is me and I'm going to die um, or I do want to take my life and I remember I obviously wasn't saying keep on swimming but I just always remember this voice saying 
you got this, keep on going. Mm. So when I watch that um, animation, oh. and I saw <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was me. Yeah, you're like, keep that's for swimming. me. Keep on swimming. Yes. So you got to keep, keep on, on swimming. Keep on going. Tomorrow is a new day. Yes, yeah. And absolutely. I know your whole goal is to heal untreated trauma by providing a safe platform for women and talk to women about um, sexual abuse. And I know you talk a lot about healing and you deal a lot with healing. Yes. So in order for a woman, it, why is it so important, I guess, is my question for somebody to heal before they can actually live an authentic life? It is vitally important for a woman to begin to heal because as women, um, as survivors, but as women, we tend to uh, use the mask of everything else, success, the makeup, you know, the influence, to hide behind the pain. Um, And what happens is, yes, you may have a successful business. Yes, you may be an influence of thousands or millions of people. But at the end of the day, when the camera is off, the makeup is off, and you are there alone, you have to face face you. And so you're not being your authentic self when you're not able to look in that mirror and love what the reflection that you see. And so I always tell people it, you know, I feel like we always have something to drive us. And so for that person or that woman out there who is using whatever she's using as a crutch to Mm -hmm. pass her pain, you know, you're not being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. You being successful is fine. You being whatever you are is fine. But that broken princess inside is still crying out. And, Mm -hmm. And that is who you see. When you look in the mirror, is that broken princess, not the queen, not yet. You see the queen when you have ex, uh, acknowledged and begin to address that pain, hurt and brokenness within. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that we begin to deal with that because I always tell people the abuse is not your fault, but recovery is your responsibility. Mm, amen to that. The abuse is not your fault. Your recovery is your responsibility. Yes. Amen to that. And it's not an easy journey, though. You have moments where you sit there and you're just crying and you're asking yourself why. You know, in the beginning, it feels so uncomfortable that you don't want to continue doing it. But as you go, you feel like you're getting cleansed. At, le- at least yes. for me, it felt like it was a cleansing, cleansing and, cl- you know what I mean? And people would yes, look at absolutely. me. I've been an entrepreneur all my life. People look at me like, wow, she's very successful. Trust me, especially the successful women. We're the yes. ones who go to bed at night. You do the, your best with everything else. When you go lay in bed at night and everything shuts off. Yeah. You're asking yourself like, okay, so this is it. So who am I? Exactly. Am I yeah. 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 So it's very, very important for. And it's sad that we show up for everybody except ourselves. Yes. Isn't that something? Yes. We can be the be all for everybody else, yeah. but just to be able to, to be that for ourselves, mm-hmm. it's hard. It is very hard. And um, just like the way you're saying, the biggest thing for me is self-awareness. Self-awareness, you have to be, uh, that's, that's where it all starts, really. Absolutely. Self-awareness. And, yeah. and yes, you're correct. We do for everybody else but ourselves. For, there was a time when 
I started becoming more aware and I realized that some of the things that I was doing for everybody else but myself, it was actually a sign of trauma Mm -hmm, because I was running away from facing myself. So it's so much easier for me to put energy in everybody else because when I sit down and face myself, reality hits. Yes. So I use that as, um, yeah, it was a sign of trauma too. And I think too, I think too, it is us trying to be the person we needed someone to be for us. Mm. Yeah. So we end up being the lover, the caregiver, the supporter. We're being who we, who we wanted or needed in our life. And that is what, where we are. Mm-hmm. That is really good. So we are Okay. So we become what we need. Yeah, what we need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. We become what we need. What tools can you share with the women out there seeking healing but don't know where to start or what to do? Just some form of advice. Like, where do you even start? The first thing is take a deep breath. Mm. When I say that, it's because there's a lot of times when even to deal, to go back in time, to think about all that was done to you, trust me, you need a deep breath. That's the first thing, being able to to just digest or process all that you're about to even, you know, utter out of your mouth. But Mm. it is being, like I said earlier, acknowledging that something was, first of all, it's not your fault, but acknowledging that something was done. And being willing to want to address that. And that's the, one of the hardest things. But I have a three-pronged approach to this because I feel like uh, once you are aware that, okay, yes, this has happened because there are a lot of women that suppress what has happened because whether they weren't supported when they were young or maybe they did not say anything out of fear, whatever that may be, that may have caused them to numb in themselves from the incident, the situation or whatever, you need to, to seek, you need to seek help. And, and I always say, it's okay. Not being okay. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. Like, we, need to, we need to say that over and over for people yes. to get it. Yes. It's okay. Especially women. Listen, listen, listen. It is okay to not be Okay. It is human nature. That is how God created us to be. You know what I always say? I always say that a man's strength is measured by how much weight he can lift, but a woman's strength is measured by how much pain she can endure. Oh, and ain't that the truth? (laughs) And it drives me crazy. That's That's where that strong woman connotation thing comes from. And I'm like, don't give me that cape. No, mm. no. But that's the truth because that's what we're, that's what we have been conditioned to believe. And so because we grow up in that um, conditioning, we carry that out to generation, to generation, to generation, when it's fine to be um, a strong supporter yes. of that man or whatever, you know, but we are women and there's just so much we're supposed to carry. But I definitely tell women, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. So that's, that's right. the second end to that. So mm-hmm. it's okay, acknowledge that you're not okay and be okay with not being okay. Mm-hmm. Have your moment, do what you have to do and go through, but don't stay in that moment. After doing acknowledging or having the self-awareness of, 
you know, what you've gone through, knowing it's not your fault, being okay, but not being okay, then now we need to find someone who can really help us. And I always tell people to find a therapist, someone who's able to give them the tools and the strategies to be able to handle those moments when you don't have a clear understanding of what's really going on and how to handle or those setbacks when you have, you know, a trigger or something like that. And then second, I always believe in having a coach, someone who is going to keep you accountable um, for what you may have learned from the therapist. And then third, um, a support group. That is so big. We don't understand how important it is for our survivors to have a support system. And imagine you know, whether you are a child or an adult, having people say things like, why are you saying this now? You are this old. Why why are you just coming out with it? And it gives you the feeling as though they don't believe or that or they're in denial. And it may be because of who it was. Maybe it might be a family member who actually did it. So you're talking to another family member and they do not want that kind of um, stigma attached to the family name. It can be all kinds of things, but however, a support system is very important. And I always tell people, if you have not experienced childhood sexual abuse or any kind of assault, you would not really understand how important it is to have someone say, even if they cannot say, I understand. I see uh, you. Because you, I see you. I mm-hmm. hear you. I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for you. And I'm here for you. And, and the thing about it is you don't have to walk around the world with your hand up, talk about my name is so-and-so, I, I, I'm sexually abused or whatever. <laughs> you don't have no. to do that. It's just being able to have people around you who are there for you, who you can be vulnerable with. Yeah. You know? I always tell people it's not always about clo- it's not always about exposure closure because for me the reason why I share my story and the way I was that person was like yes I'm that person because I have identified that I am the person that God has called to be the voice for the voiceless to be able to whistleblower or to be that person who is going to stand up create more awareness for prevention but that may not be you so you don't have to you know do a, a Facebook live you don't have to scream from the mountaintops that hey you know this is what happened to me but you have you have to it is very important that you you start that healing journey so that you can have closure you have to start talking about it to yeah. somebody. You have to talk to somebody about it. Wow, that is amazing. What makes you feel inspired right now? With everything that has happened in your life, I can see the light in your face. You're very excited, of course, you know, as being a coach myself, helping other women heal and um, just helping them grow and become a better version of yourself while you, while you are becoming, because people think when you're a coach, you're perfect. No, I oh, teach you. And no, I teach you what I learned. <laughs> yeah. No, so, no, no, absolutely yeah. not. So what, what, what makes you feel inspired? I'm inspired by women, women who have stories that tells me it was because of you. I didn't give up. It was because of you. I did not take you know, a pill. It was because of you. I didn't, you know, commit suicide. I've had, because I've started this from, like I said, 2014 doing these, uh, uh, posts and stuff. It was amazing to hear many times. Listen, sis, there were many times I was like, forget this. This thing is already draining. Cause think about it. You're, you're always having to bring up your raw truth. And so when you're telling mm-hmm. people about 
you know, your past stories or scenarios of overcoming childhood sexual abuse and having to go back. Because now me sharing my story is me having to go back myself. So imagine having 25 women share, you know, over a period of time as you're coaching them, sharing you know, their trauma and you have to bring up that rawness all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It is. And I so there's sometimes I'm like, oh God, I can't do it. But what inspires me is when I have, you know, my clients or even not even just clients, people on Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. jump in my inbox and says, you know, don't mind me not, you know, saying anything, you know, but you know, it's because of you, I did not mm-hmm. take that pill last night. Mm-hmm. And that inspires me to keep going. I'm like, I cannot give up now. I, even if I want to stop, it's like people are depending on me. And I always tell people, when you do not walk in your purpose, because I believe that everybody, there are people assigned to you. Yes. And they might not, un, if you know, someone can hear me and they may not be activated by my voice. But if they hear you, Because I believe, too, in knowing your purpose, it helps you gain the knowledge of your own potential, the ability of what you're able to do, right? Because your ability is really determined by your responsibility. And that has to do with your passion, your gift that God has given you. That is amazing. So what's next for you? Well, um, I, I did, I did start a new um, podcast. It's going to be launched December, December 27th. It's going to be um, congratulations. uh, Yes, It's going to be on YouTube. Okay. it's called Women Who Heal. Women Who Heal. Okay. Yes. Um, from the Ashes. It's it's going to be aired premiere showing on YouTube. And okay. the YouTube channel is Fabulous Life Activated with Q. Mm-hmm. On that podcast, I'm going to be sharing, wow, some amazing women yes. with some amazing stories of coming from trauma to triumph. It's going to yes. be it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be life-changing and touching. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be great. I'm very excited for you. Congratulations. Like Thank I, you. I'm very, very excited for you. This is the empowering. This is the awakening for women. When you yes. I, like listening to other women tell their stories and women like you, you're telling your stories, then you starting a podcast too. So you can get to as many people as you want. And I feel like together, together, we can all help women we can change this world because i'm a firm believer if the world would just let women run it longer (laughs) we won't die as fast as we (laughs) that's so funny because my husband always says that um women think they know everything and so that's so funny (laughs) for you to say women think they know everything we do know everything we bring life into this world i don't know what else anybody needs to know apart from bringing life exactly absolutely but that is good. I am really, really excited about your podcast and I'll make sure Thank that um, I put all the information down and um, so people can get to know you, which I was going to ask you too. How can our audience find more about you or connect with you? Okay. So they can go healing from the ashes book.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my memoir and self-help book uh, for survivors of childhood sexual abuse. They can also find me on Instagram, the queen at the queen activator mm-hmm. on Facebook, the queen activator. And like I mentioned on YouTube, a fab, not a fabulous life activated with Q on YouTube. On YouTube. 
it makes my heart smile to see other women heal. It makes my yes. heart smile to see other women start thriving instead of just surviving. It, it gives me joy to see women not ask for permission anymore to, um, to show up as themselves and be who they are. So this yes. is, this is very exciting to me. And the fact that you, your journey is about healing Yes. And, and I know there's so many women out there who uh, need healing because I myself needed healing, right? We all, we all, yeah. girl. We all do, yeah. We all need healing. <laughs> I, yeah, I myself needed healing and I had to experience through the healing. And I tell people that it's a journey. Life is a journey. So you take it one, at a, one day at a time. One thing I'm going to leave with your audience today is that fear, guilt, and shame is the tool that the enemy uses to keep us locked into the shadows of our truth. Mm. And the tools that we need to be able to break free from that is to, to share our truth, to start that healing journey so that we can reclaim our power. Mm. Yes, that's powerful. It's all about reclaiming that power. We want to have to do this again. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I love our time together today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like I mentioned before, I will go ahead and put all her information at the bottom. Thank you so much for joining us. We're very excited. I hope you can subscribe if you haven't already subscribed to the show. So you're first to hear the new episodes where you get insights from other guests sharing their stories in hopes that you can have a better, deeper connection with your inner self, find space for healing, self-worth. And like my sis here said, you take your power back and then you create, find peace and joy to create the life that you desire. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you guys will tune in with us again next week. Thank you for visiting Loud Whisper Reignite Your Voice.